Hey guys, welcome back to another episode of Bible Prophecy for today. So what's going on in the world? So much evil in this world, all the way from the World Economic Forum, Klaus Schwab, Justin Trudeau, and Zelensky. Um, you may think that Zelensky's the good guy because that's what the media wants you to believe. And you know we can all trust the media, right? Oh, of course. Of course. You know, because they all told us the truth about COVID, right? Yeah. Of course they did. You know, they didn't take billions of dollars from the United States government, you know, and Biden uh, to promote this vaccine and how safe and effective it was. Now, our media would know. Yeah. Yeah, they did. They took billions with a B all the way down to your local news. I don't know about you guys, but where I am, that is KFDA News Channel 10, um, even removing comments from people who were against the agenda on their Facebook page. And I'm sure that happened across the United States and probably the world. So, yeah, the truth has come out on uh, the COVID vaccines. So much truth come out. The first, um, I want to say, 10,000 pages that was released showed um i think it was 49,000 adverse reactions 1,300 and some odd deaths from the vaccinations that's all within the first three months the first three months and of course they redacted a lot of information um from that uh for instance how many vaccines were giving in the three-month trial that they were looking at so there's really hard to tell the percentage of death rate and um e efficacy in any of this stuff so they redacted you know that part of the information but they did tell us that there was like fifty thousand adverse um reactions and of course we've all been trying to tell people from the VAERS website you know, we're all been trying to tell people that no, no 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 the media shut us down you misinformation people yes you you anti-vaxxers you, you people, you anti-science people, you? Really? While we are the people for science and science data, and but we were taught and told that we were misinformation and anti-vaxxers and anti-science. Coming from somebody who wears a vulva on their head, screaming because Trump won back then. So yeah i take a lot of stock from that so yeah guys this this is what we're this this is the world that we live in which doesn't make sense if you are a christian because we are living in uh, the world that god has turned over to a reprobate mind so this is where it's at jesus told us how many times be ye not deceived i always like to say that for my king james version only people be ye not deceived what the bible says jesus said don't be deceived in the end times deception will be rampant the apostasy of the church will be rampant wars and rumors and wars nations against nations and the bible says that means ethnos against ethnos what are the world governments i'm sorry the elitists doing Look at Justin Trudeau in Canada. What is he doing? What is Zelensky doing in Ukraine? 
Then we have Russia. You know, I don't believe anything the media tells me. They want me to believe that Ukraine and Zelensky are the good guys and Putin is the bad guy. Well, you know, I do tell you that Putin is not the same Putin um, from years ago. He looks and acts totally different. He's like he's possessed. And then I read my Bible and it says that the leader of Gog, G-O-G, who's the leader of Magog, that's who Gog is in the Bible, and uh, it says that in those days, God said that he will put an evil thought in the mind of Gog. It will put a hook in his jaw and bring him down from the north. And devise an evil plan to attack Israel. And why? Because he wants to collect the spoil. The booty is what they want. The loot. And you think to yourself, well, what does Israel have? Well, they have the Dead Sea. And what is the Dead Sea? It is the most mineral condensed place in the world. Nobody else has that. And where all of a sudden is all this oil and natural gas and the, and the abundance being found in Israel? And where of all places? The Golan Heights. And so ironic that just out of the blue, Putin makes this statement. The Golan Heights does not belong to Israel. It belongs to Syria. What, really? That's, that's news to me. But why do you think he said that? All the oil. And then all of a sudden, what's the world talking about? Oil. Oil. And if you remember... When Trump was president of the United States, the United States was the number one exporter of oil. We were not dependent on anyone else. And if Biden didn't want to destroy the United States, we would not be dependent on Russia or anybody else for oil right now. We have plenty. So what are they doing to Russia? What is Biden? We're going to sanction Russia. We're going to shut down that pipeline. That's what we're going to do. We're going to destroy Russia. Oh, gee. What did they do to the United States? We're going to shut down that pipeline because, you know, that's just green energy. And we got we to build more windmills and we've got more solar power and blah, blah, blah. Well, it seems to me they shut down our pipeline, too. And what are they trying to do to me and to you and to all of us in America? Destroy America. Well, if it's going to destroy Russia when you shut down that pipeline, what do you think it's going to do to the United States of America when you shut down our pipeline? It's going to destroy us, too. But that's their plan. They want to destroy the United States of America. The end times prophecy does not have the United States of America in there. The Bible doesn't mention us at all. I wonder why. <laughs> when there's a strong United States of America, the rest of the world doesn't do what they're doing now. Insane dictators don't do what they're doing now when there's a strong United States of America. Now, if Trump was president, do you think North Korea would be shooting off test missiles? Do you think China would be saying, we're going to take Taiwan and there's nothing you can do about it? Do you think Russia would have invaded Ukraine had President Trump or any other strong, conservative, Bible-believing president in the United States 
Do you think these things would be happening? No, absolutely not. They would not be happening. We have a weak, dare I say, impotent president in the office here in the United States. He doesn't know his ass from his head, but yet there he is. And then we have Cackling Kamala, who's the vice president. What an embarrassment. The laughing stock of the world. That's what the United States has come to. And uh, the Bible said it was going to happen because we knew it was going to happen. None of the prophecies could be fulfilled that the Bible told us would happen if there was a strong United States because the United States would stand by Israel. We would fight for Israel. We would not let this happen. But now, there's not a president in the United States that's going to fight for Israel. Now, the Bible talks about the Ezekiel 38 and 39 war, and it says that these countries would invade Israel in the end times. But then there'll be another group of, of, of countries that surround Israel. And they'll, they'll be like, like the United Arab Emirates. They're going to be like, have you come? Uh, have you come to collect the spoil? Have you come to loot? Have you come? And they will protest the war. They will protest Magog and Gog coming to invade Israel. But will they do anything? No, but they will strongly protest it. So what is going on right now? We have Russia invading Ukraine. But what does the world do? Oh, have you come to invade Ukraine? Have you come to take their spoil? Have you come to take their wheat and barley? We will impose sanctions on you. That's what we will do. Really? That's basically like saying we protest this war. Uh, but that's about as far as we're going to go. So what do you think in the end times when Gog and Magog come to invade Israel and all the armies with him? They all come. Syria and Iran, which is Persia. You got Ethiopia. All of these countries come to invade Israel in the end days. But nobody does anything. They do protest it. Well, what are you doing? But they don't do anything. Like, we'll impose sanctions on you. We'll put some paper stuff on there, make it sound really good. We're not going to do anything to help you. So when that day comes, and you look at teeny tiny Israel, the size of our Rhode Island in the United States, and you have all these major giant nations with all their military warfare coming against the teeny tiny nation of Israel, that stands no chance against all this. And guess what happens? God Almighty Jehovah Jireh comes up. And he, and he alone, wipes out Gog and Magog and all the nations coming against Israel. Because Abba Father will protect his children. And in that day... There will be no doubt that there is a God of Israel. There will be no doubt. So that's what the whole war of Ezekiel 38 and 39 is about. That God shows himself faithful to Israel. And he proves once and for all that there is a God Almighty. And there will not be any way to refute that. And he says, and in that day, all the nations will know that it was God who saved Israel. So, where does that leave us right now in this day and age and what we're looking at? I want you to think, 
go back to 2019 when things were hunky dory and you know we were just going along to get along and everything was just fine and you know we didn't know how bad the media was really lying to us we really didn't know and now fast forward to where we are right now 2022 just two years folks all this has happened in just two years think about it the bible is true the bible is true the bible told us these things will happen and more things are going to happen and um for all those people out there you know what i've been saying for eight nine months now get some food get some food get some food how, how many times have i been saying that I mean, it's like a broken record get you some food get you some food now what am i saying get you some food what did i tell you inflation inflation is coming i've been saying it for months now all of a sudden gas is higher than it's ever been food is higher than it's ever been they're fixing to raise rent now the rent will be at 30 percent gasoline we have people living on fixed incomes i want you to think about the grandmothers and the grandfathers and the older aunts and uncles and cut all kinds of people your neighbors that are living on a fixed income they're living on their social security or they're living whatever right on disability gas is up to four dollars a gallon their groceries are going up 30 percent. what do you think these people are going to do what do you think they're going to do their medication what do you think they're going to do as as christians when the bible says pray for wisdom god will give you wisdom i've been saying to stock up on food for months and not only for yourself but to help your neighbors to help friends you know it's not hoarding we're not to hoard but we are to stock up and be wise the bible says to be wise as serpents but harmless as doves we're living in the end days folks there's not a lot of time to tell people about the good news of jesus christ there's not a lot of time to preach the gospel there's not a lot of time left for us christians christ will come and take us out of here he will remove us from this world because he promised to because god's wrath is what will be poured out on this earth during the great tribulation we are not meant for god's wrath the bible says christ took god's wrath our punishment on the cross jesus christ took the wrath of god so that we would not have to that is the good news of the gospel three days later god raised him from the dead 30 days he ascended into heavens and he sits on the right hand of the throne of god he sits because it's finished he has conquered death he has conquered the grave it is finished the bible even says you and i who are believers in jesus christ we are seated in heavenly places with christ even now but i say all that to remind you guys that we are still here in the world we may not be of this world but we are in this world and we have a job to do we have a job we are to proclaim jesus christ and the good news until he calls us home that whether that's by death or the rapture of the church so that is our job so i have lots i've been hearing this a lot here lately well you know we just don't need to worry as christians because jesus is going to take us out of this world before it gets bad well <laughs> tell those people during the great depression well why didn't jesus rapture you guys during the great depression because it got real bad no 
my Bible tells me, and like I've been saying this before, my Bible tells me that there will we as Christians will go through trials and tribulations. We will. But we're not going to go through the great tribulation because that's that's God's wrath. We're not going to go through that. But we will go through trials and tribulations. So I say all that um, to bring in this one here uh, thing that I wanted to read to you guys. And this is Terry James. Let's see if I can pull it up here. You know me and my my old eyes. I think they're older than I am. <laughs> this is Terry Jane's Prophecy Line. It's current issues and events through the lens of Bible prophecy. So you can find this at TerryJamesProphecyLine.com. And this is titled Discerning This Evil Day. So let me go in here, pull this up a little bit. Okay, so this is uh discerning this evil day so he says author's note is this week's article is rather lengthy though in its conclusion he goes he wrote to our book discerning analyzing converging prophetic signs for the end of days and he starts out and he says i believe it's more relevant to this hour even uh than when it was published a few years ago certainly we are now near the spectacular moment when the lord jesus christ will call us to himself in, in an atmosphere of time so here talks about whereas the geopolitical humanist powers that be framed their view of human history's closing minutes within their doomsday clock we observe these fleeting times before christ called to the church by placing the template of bible prophecy over the converging of prophetic stage setting the political science uh, scientists and other science um, can only guess at what will happen to the human race most all believe that humankind will meet us in from nuclear holocaust or by climate uh, climate change disasters you know which i think this is funny i've had several dreams here lately and uh just you know just thinking you know like you see all the planets in the universe how many you know planets there are like you know how can you look up there and think that you know earth was created by big bang like really like how what what who how could you even think that like just you know once you take a watch apart and then just set it in a little you know little box there for like a billion years and see if it ever puts itself into a swiss timepiece no it's never gonna happen you just gonna look around and know you look at insects how intricately designed they are how beautiful they are and then tell me there's not a creator anyway and so i look at all this stuff and i think wow and now we have like you can't tell me the earth has been here for billions of years you can't tell me that humans have been here for you know millions of years no we would done we would have killed ourselves we would have done like a holocaust like right now do you honestly think we would last no no but anyway since we who give total credence to what god's word has to say about the consummation of the age can know for certain through a detailed preview by god himself how the end of all things will unfold we don't know precisely when the end will come we can know however the general time when it will begin to manifest we can know for certain when the midnight hour of god's prophetic timeline is approaching the lord jesus gave his family born again believers explicit instructions about how and when to discern the nearing midnight hour luke 21 28 tells us and when you see all these things begin to come to pass then look up and lift up your head for your redemption draws near note that jesus didn't say to watch for when these things come to pass he said when these things begin to come to pass we are to look up and lift up our heads for our redemption is drawing near 
at that time, he will be on his way to rescue his bride, the church, from the carnage that is about to take place on earth. The blackness of the midnight hour will descend following that rescue of the church. Seven years into the tribulation, complete evil will have engulfed the planet with satanic darkness. The first bright gleaming that pierces that uh, post-horrendous time of all human history will then burst through the billowing storm clouds of Armageddon. Brilliant light will part the heavens and Christ and his army will appear. And good news for you and me, the army, we are part of that army. We are riding on white horses with Jesus Christ when we come back, but we don't have to do anything because Christ does it all. Back to the article, he continues. So, discerning the times in which we find ourselves is all important to the believer. If it wasn't possible to discern the times, Jesus wouldn't have told us, What I say unto one, I say unto all, watch. That's Mark 13, 37. He promises in Revelation 3, 10 that we're not appointed to God's wrath and will be kept out of the very hour of that wrath. So what are the things the Lord forewarned would be taking place beginning to come to pass that we see happening at this very moment? Exactly what are the things for which we are to look? Remember, the whole Bible is the word of God and Jesus is that word, John 1, 1. Every prophecy, whether already accomplished or yet to come, is a attributable to him god the holy spirit inspired the old and new testament prophets to give the prophecies so we don't have to consider just what the lord jesus himself said by way of prophecy to discern the times in which we live we can and must consider every prophecy yet to be fulfilled presented in the bible by all bible prophets as a part of uh, the process I am of the camp that believes we're seeing the stage being set for fulfillment of prophecy yet future rather than fulfillment itself. The one caveat concerns the nation Israel. My view is that Israel again being, again being a nation after millennia of dispersion across the world is a fulfilled prophecy. That said, however, everything we see happening around us at this very hour has significance. Some things involved are profoundly, profoundly significant. One such profound sign of stage setting for fulfillment is a coalition of nations forming to Israel's north. Russia, land of Magog, Iran, much, much of ancient Persia, in Turkey, the land of Tokamar, coming together in a coalescing alliance is a spectacular example of God's foreknowledge of things to come. These, of course, are exactly the central actors scheduled to come against God's chosen nation, Israel, according to Ezekiel chapters 38 and 39. Now, remember, he wrote this a few years ago. Um, Terry James did and uh, as right now we are seeing these prophetic events come even quicker okay so these are happening right in front of our very eyes like right now as we speak so anyway back to the article or back to his, his article he says it must be agreed that much of the stage setting itself is likened to fulfill prophecy in some ways for example the apostle paul's perilous times presented in second timothy 3 is almost a vivid snapshot of these spiritually darkening days while prophecy yet future for the most part seems reserved for the tribulation daniel's 70th week developments in our nation and world today are becoming ever more like those given in god's word for the last seven years immediately preceding christ's second advent luciferic darkening has so infected this generation in america and throughout the world that we who watch in order to discern the times are brought face to face with end times insanity born of greatly increased rebellion against god other than the fact that israel itself is what most discerners view as the most dramatic sign of where this generation stands on god's prophetic timeline there runs a deadly uh septicemia throughout humankind that marks this as a generation at the end of his prophetic rope. The infection proves we're in the terminal stage of rebellion. The apostle Paul explains very clearly that infection satanically injected into the human's collective bloodstream. 
says here. So this is, um, let me scroll on down here to get the scroll. Okay, this is Romans 1, 18 to 32. Now, you know, I'm always talking about a Romans 1. Um, this is what we live in, the Romans 1 uh, worldview. So this is Romans 1. So listen to this. This is, for the wrath of God is revealed from heaven against all ungodliness and unrighteousness of men who hold the truth uh, in unrighteousness because that which may be known of God is manifest in them. For God hath shewed it unto them. For the invisible things of him uh, from the creation of the world are clearly seen, being understood by the things that are made, even his eternal power and Godhead, so that they are without excuse. Because that when they knew God, they glorified him not as God, neither were thankful, but became vain in their imaginations, and their foolish heart was darkened. Professing themselves to be wise, they became fools and exchanged the glory of the uncorruptible God into an image made like a corruptible man into birds and four-footed beasts and creeping things. Wherefore, God also gave them up to uncleanness through the lust of their own hearts to dishonor their own bodies between themselves, who exchanged the truth of God into a lie and worship and served the creature more than the creator, who is blessed forever. Amen. For this cause God gave them up to unto vile affections. For even their women did change the natural use into that which is against nature. And likewise also the men, leaving the natural use of the woman, burned in their lust one toward another. Men with men working that which is unseemly and receiving in themselves that recompense of their error which was met, or which was meet. And even as they did not like to retain God in their knowledge, God gave them over to a reprobate mind to do those things which are not convenient, being filled with all unrighteousness, fornication, wickedness, covetousness, maliciousness, full of envy, murder, debate, deceit, uh, malignity, whisperers, backbiters, haters of God, despiteful, proud, boasters, inventor of evil things, vaccines, I'm sorry, disobedient to parents. Without understanding, covenant breakers, without natural affection, implacable, unmerciful, who knowing the judgment of God, that they which commit such things are worthy of death, not only do the same, but have pleasure in them that do them. That's Romans 1, 18, 32. That's a Romans culture. That's what we're living in. So this article continues, carefully reread the above block of prophecy. It is astonishing how much it says about the human condition at the time of Christ's next catastrophic intervention into mankind's rebellion. In my view, no descriptive could be more vivid or accurate of what has taken place in America over the past decade. This nation, despite its founding as a Christian nation and was so founded, regardless of whether anyone wants to dispute that fact, has served as the prototype for the human condition and comportment given here by the Apostle Paul. The most recent presidential election in the era surrounding it encapsulates practically every nuance of condemnable points about rebellious man herein characterized by the same Apostle. It shows where we currently must stand on God's prophetic timeline. He continues and he says, Paul points out that the culmination of all the rebellion against the God of heaven results in the Lord returning the rebels over to a reprobate mind. This is where this generation as a collective stands. A reprobate mind is one that cannot think clearly. These rebels turn everything upside down. Good is called evil and evil is called good in their convoluted world. Even Christendom, all religious entities that claim Christianity as their base, has become terminally infected with this end times of lunacy. 
These are false teachings, apostate wolves in sheep's clothing who cannot and do not even want to know the truth. They're of totally reprobate mind, Paul describes. An example of this religious uh, septicemia during our time is provided by my close friend and colleague, Damon Duck. And Damon writes the following. Now, this article I'm quoting is from Terry James. So this, he quotes uh, Dr. Damon Duck. So on June 16, 2019, the building caretaker at Mount Auburn Presbyterian Church in Cincinnati, Ohio, Dan Davidson, dressed up as a drag queen called Spark Lee. Spark wore a purple dress, makeup, and high heels. Spark stood at the door of the church to greet people as they entered. It seems to me that Auburn is a church in name only. Uh, during the children's portion of the worship service, Spark went on stage and read the story of Harvey Milk and the Rainbow Flag. Possibly the opposite of training up a child in the way that they should go. Spark could have read scripture and shared a Bible story with the children, such as what happened to Sodom and Gomorrah. But Spark preferred to talk about Harvey Milk and the rainbow flag. Days of Lot departing from the faith, even worse, turning evil into good and flaunting it at church, etc. Little events like these are why I believe the master of the house is coming and soon the master of the house is coming. Uh, that was written from uh, Dr. R, I'm sorry, Damon R. Duck, RaptureReady.com commentary. Indeed, in consideration of a worldwide cultural and society 180 degree turn away from God, the spirit-filled discerner of these prophetic and times cannot but conclude that the moment of heaven's judgment must be very near at hand. And he ends and he says, even so, come Lord Jesus. Looking for that blessed hope and the glorious appearing of the great of our of the great God and our Savior Jesus Christ. Uh, that's Timothy two verse thirteen. So guys, we're living in the days when Christ could come back at any moment, and I I I believe it's it's soon and very soon we could see the Lord Jesus come and take us home. Um, you know, Close Encounters of the Fake Kind, you wrote an article on that, a short reflection, and Terry James Skywatch article, Alien Deception, that's by Ed Wood. You know, it's all the stuff about aliens. You know, when I was a kid, that was for people in Arkansas sipping on that moonshine, talking about stuff like that. But now you have, you know, U.S. military generals and Air Force and all this stuff talking about unidentified flying objects. I mean, they're setting you up. The stage is like being set from, so, I mean, all the pieces of this just, just puzzle. God is moving all these places, all these pieces into place. And I can just see this huge, like, wow. You can just see the stage being set. The stage is being set. We're raptured out of here. What do you think they're going to say? Where do they think they're going to say billions of people went to? Aliens took them. That's what they're going to say. Aliens took them. If you're a non-believer and you're listening to this uh, program, then we are raptured. Millions of people are going to be gone. Billions, I, I would hope. But you listen to what the media is going to tell you. Remember, because they always tell you the truth. Aliens took them. That's what happened. Aliens, the collective consciousness took them out of the world because they didn't believe like we did. They were holding us back from the utopia. That's what, that's all those Bible-thumping Christians. It's all their fault. So they were removed. So that now... We can achieve whatever they want to achieve. But that's what they're going to do. They're going to use that. The global conscious, Mother Earth, aliens, all this insanity. That's what they're going to use. Mark my words. It's being set up right now. 
you know, witchcraft, Satanism, the Enneagram, and all that garbage is being pulled into church. And pastors don't do anything. Then you have pastors like Charles Stanley and his son, Andy. Stanley, who likes to play Led Zeppelin and ACDC in his church. And his father, Charles Stanley, doesn't call him out on that. Does not call his apostate son out. What he does do is invite his apostate son to come on to his cruises and, you know, have little talks and preaching and sermons and stuff to the people on the cruise. That right there tells you everything you need to know about old Charles Stanley. Of course, when he divorced his wife, he kind of pretty much um, should have stepped down out of the pastor's pulpit because he wasn't qualified any longer. But, you know, not in today's world. That's not relevant. That's another thing. Another word. Key word. Relevant. If you want to be relevant in today's society, you got to spark it up and spice it up. You've got to market your church. It's all about marketing. Yeah. That's what you got. You got to bring in the people. It's all about bringing in the people. Even though you're leading them all to hell, you bring in the people. That's what it's all about, folks. Don't you know? No. It's about the Bible. It's about the truth. It's about the gospel of Jesus Christ. If you are in a church who plays hell song, I mean hill song, if you're in a church that waters down the gospel and they preach this, the critical race theory and they, they're telling you that, you know, we need to, you know, we need to, uh, we don't need to be looking up for Jesus Christ. We need to be looking out for him because we are the, you know, whatever. My pastor said that and I left First Baptist Churches. Man, I knew it. That was 2017. They were going towards the social gospel and boom, it dick. I mean, it just ding, 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 ding. Like the Holy Spirit said, get out. And I did. I had a lot of friends there and I did. I left. And, uh, you know, here lately, boom, what happens? Social gospel, critical race theory, all the stuff starts coming out um, on the Southern Baptists. I'm like, wow. Beth Moore is a, man, I knew something was wrong with that woman a long time ago. I remember I was, all ladies' Bible studies are pretty much the same. <sighs> y'all ever, if y'all watch Melissa Daltrey on uh, YouTube, she is hilarious, and she does one on the ladies' Bible study group, and I'm like, dude, that's so true. It's a skit. It's a comedy skit, but it is hilarious, and unfortunately, it's so, the why it's so hilarious is it's pretty much truthful, because you, <laughs> you got to watch it. One of these days, maybe I'll play it, but yeah, so that's the whole thing. I like they, they were so that's the whole thing. We're saying that this little book from Beth Moore. Like, oh, we're gonna spend more and blah blah blah. I was like, Beth Moore, okay. I got to page seven. I'm like, what drivel is this? Like, I want the meat of the Bible. I want the word of God. I want to be fed. I don't want to whatever this is. And so I was like, Yeah, thank you. You know, I gotta work. So <laughs> but no. Um, yeah. Doreen Virtue on uh, YouTube, she's awesome too. She's like, you know, she came out of that new age. So, and then Melissa Dolce, she did, she came out of the new age. So, folks, new age is infiltrating the church. If you go to a church and they do the Enneagram, you need to get your ass out of that church because that's not a church, that's demonic. Once you go find Spencer Smith, look him up on YouTube and watch his video on what the Enneagram is. Melissa Dolce, same thing has the same thing on the Enneagram, and so does Doreen Virtue. These all these two women came out of the New Age uh, religion cult, occult thing. They can tell you the truth. 
If they're wanting you to do a prayer circle, get out of that church. Get in your Bible. You mean that's the thing. We are so in the United States of America, we are so doctrinally limp, impotent. Because we don't read our Bibles. No, 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 no. We want to go to church and we want to hear that tickly tickly feel good sermon. You know, it's all about you. It's all about you. It what makes you feel good in your life, in your best life now. No. That's not what it's about. But that is what the churches in the United States of America want people to know. And what does the Bible say will happen in the end days? They will seek out teachers and preachers that will tickle their ears. Tell them what they want to hear. That's what the Bible says. And what do you see in the world today? Look at all the churches that you see. We have them doing idiotic, stupid crap. They have, it's, it just gets me so upset. They make a mockery of God. You know, they'll stand accountable for that. Andy Stanley will stand accountable for the people he leads to hell. Joel Olstein will, will stand accountable for the people he leads to hell. It's not your best life now. They ask him, Larry King asked about homosexuality. This is this is Joel Olstein. Well, it's not God's best. Grow a backbone. Can't have a backbone. Dude ain't got a wrinkle on his face either. Too much Botox. And his wife, too. They're evil. They are evil. They're satanic, folks. Look, if you're not for God, you are against him, the Bible says. Anything not of God is of Satan. Don't you know? There is no like, oh, I'm not saved, but you know, I'm a basically I'm a good person. No. Then there's people out there that think, well, basically I'm good. I've done more good than I've done bad, so that'll give me to heaven, right? No. No, no, no. There is one way to heaven, and Jesus says, I am the way, the truth, and the life, and nobody comes to the Father except through me jesus christ is the only way to god remember that and i don't care what oprah tells you or i don't care what anybody else tells you the bible tells you that jesus christ is the only way to god the father there's only one way to be saved and that is through the blood of jesus christ remember that don't anybody tell you any different because this world's all about relevant it's all relevant Truth is just whatever you want it to be. Really? No. The only truth you're going to find is in the Bible. And all these churches trying to be relevant and trying to grow and all of this stuff. No. It's not. Truth. The only truth there is is the Bible. Relevant. These churches that are trying to be relevant and and play ACDC and Led Zeppelin and all this crap in the church no you need to find a bible believing church because time is short and you need to get fed you need to be you know churches need to be making disciples that's what jesus said make disciples go into all the world and preach the gospel that's the only thing that matters is the gospel because i tell you what when you close your eyes here you're either going to open them either in heaven or hell so anyway oh that's my spiel for tonight guys so anyway uh like I always say, get in the Word, 
Let the word of God get into you. And Maranatha, Lord Jesus, Maranatha. Anyway, have a great God. Have a great night. And may God bless you and keep you. And if you don't know the Lord Jesus as your Savior, I pray that you do not wait another moment. Please don't make, don't wait another moment to make the most important decision of your life, <laughs> of your eternal life. Man, because the world's going to tell you that you got plenty of time. Satan's going to tell you that you have plenty of time, you know, but you don't. We could be taken at any moment. At any moment, you could have a heart attack, a brain aneurysm. It doesn't matter, you know, how you go. You're going to go. Everybody's going to die. 100 people out of 100 people die. Unless you're raptured. <laughs> if we're raptured first. But if you're a non-believer, you're going to be left behind. So Jesus Christ, man, he came from heaven. He was all God. He was all man. And, you know, he came in our place to live the perfect life that we could not live. Any sin that you've ever done, you've ever told a lie, you've ever stolen anything, no matter what you've done, you have separated yourself from God with sin. And so we deserved hell. We deserved the wrath of God. But God loved us so much that he sent his only begotten son, Jesus Christ, who also loved us so much that he came, was born of the Virgin Mary and of, of the Holy Spirit. He was all God and all man. He lived the perfect life, was tempted just like me and you are. So he understands the life that we live. He understands what we go through. He lived just as a man. So he completely understands, except he did not sin. He was tempted, but he never sinned. And so he died on the cross. He suffered not only the horrific death of the cross, but he also suffered the wrath of God on the cross in our place. So remember that when you go down and you make that decision for Jesus Christ, you got to remember what he actually did for you and what you're being saved from. It's not just a little prayer that you say, you know, he suffered the wrath of God. When he says, Eli, Eli, when he says, my God, my God, why have you forsaken me? That was him hanging on the cross, suffering the wrath of God. And you're in my place who actually deserved it when he did not deserve it. But that's what he did. That's how much he loved us. And then three days later, God raised him from the dead. Of course, 30 days, 40 days later, he ascended into heaven and he sits on the right hand of the throne of God because it's finished. He's conquered death. And so victory is his. So just remember that, man, you know, get in the word of God, guys. Let the word of God get into you. And uh, my prayer is that you wouldn't wait another moment to accept Christ as your savior. All you do. You know, Jesus said that anybody, anybody who calls on the name of the Lord will be saved. Don't let anybody tell you that you've got to be in a, a church or you've got to be in a specific place or you've got to whatever. No, you don't you could be driving down the road. You could be uh, sitting in your in your recliner. It doesn't matter where you are to make the decision for Christ. It is a personal relationship with Jesus Christ. It's not anything else. There's, you don't have to go to a, a, a pastor. You don't got to go to a priest. Nothing like that. Even the Bible says don't call anybody on earth your father because you have one father. And that's God in heaven. Your Abba Father, which means Daddy God. Isn't that kind of cool? <laughs> we were adopted. So the Bible has these wonderful things um, to tell us of how much God loves us. And uh, anyway, with that, I'm getting off here. I'm almost in an hour. So <laughs> I did another hour program before, too, uh, that hasn't hasn't quite finished downloading so that i can upload but that's more about what's going on with russia and ukraine and everything else and so if you guys haven't gone to 
um, please go to getalifemedia.com or you can check out Pastor Billy Crone on his Facebook, YouTube, or Rumble. He just did uh, the sermon today on the Russia-Ukraine thing and uh, what the media is trying to hide from us because, you know, the media never tells us the truth. So what are they trying to hide with all this? And another thing, um, YouTube channel, go see or go listen to Dr. I want to see is Dr. John. Yeah, Dr. John Campbell. Uh, that is C-A-M-P-B-E-L, Public Health and Medical Professionals for Transparency. He just broke down the first uh, the first release of the Pfizer documents, talking about within the first three months of 1,200 and some odd people died from the vaccine. That is just in three months data. And there was over 50,000 adverse reactions. But... You know, us anti-vaxxers, we don't know. Us anti-scientific people and anti-vaxxers, we don't know nothing. <laughs> well, no, we are the scientific people. That was the whole reason, but they didn't they didn't want the truth to come out. But, you know, we live in the days of deception. Jesus says, don't be deceived. Read your Bible. Ask God for discernment. And he's going to give it to you. All right, now I'm really getting off of here. Okay. So with that, guys, get in the Word of God. Let the Word of God get into you. And Maranatha, Lord Jesus, Maranatha.